Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Awakened Soul Vibes here. I am your host, April. Welcome back, Akira. Hi, it's a glad to be back. Thank you. We are in the pretty much the holiday seasons. We have what uh uh what's the holiday? Thanksgiving coming up pretty soon. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas. And all and all that good stuff. So I thought it would be appropriate for us to have a fun episode today of the season finale of Atlanta FX. And I'm excited to go over um, some of our favorite moments of this season. So we, the first episode is the most Atlanta. So talk a little bit about the most Atlanta that was one of your favorite moments. Mine was the Karen in the wheelchair. Yeah, and that was iconic. <laughs> and there's an actual video footage of a woman that was in a wheelchair that got up and started stabbing people during the riots that went down and the protests that went down in 2020. So clearly this was recorded in 2020, this whole season. air fryer being brought back that was hilarious of a black girl bringing something back when it was a whole thing going on in the store i had tagged you on um, instagram i think what was it they were like looting looting the store or something like that and she was bringing something back and it was all innocent it kind of reminded me of darius a little bit in this episode he's just calm in the midst of chaos like how the hell are you so calm right now mm-hmm We're not going to get to go over every little detail like we want to, but we're going to go over each one like we, like, you know, as, as much as we can with you guys. So we got um, the second episode is the homeliest horse. I thought this was a hilarious. I, th- I thought this was an excellent episode. It was so great. It was so good because I thought I was petty. But baby, Mr. Earn is petty. Like, mm-hmm. I, like you went above and beyond on this. And it kind of, it kind of was a little bit of his origin story when he was in the, the was it the show The Office he was on? What I don't know what show. I, y'all forgive me. Donald Glover was on a, he was featured on a show back in the days, and it was an all white cast, 
And I, I think you're talking about 30 Rock. Dirt, that's, no, it wasn't 30 Rock. It was community. That's it. Community. Excuse me. It's community. Thank you for the correction, Akira. So I kind of feel like it was a little bit of elements of that when he was talking about how he was lied on and he was around all these white people at, you know, the, the college he was going to and things like that. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got number three. Well, third episode. I'm sorry, you guys. Born to Die. What was your take on this one? My take on this one is I didn't realize that was a thing in the music industry. Like, even though it is a fictional series, there is some truth to everything, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like I didn't notice that was a trend where a black rapper that's eventually becoming irrelevant teams up with an up-and-coming white artist that has more fans and more budget than the average black artist. So what they do is team up with them and put them on and be sustained financially for a minute. And shoot, you got Dr. Dre fighting Eminem. That's that's one. You got Usher fighting Justin Bieber. That's another one. T.I., Iggy, mm-hmm. E-40, G-Eazy. Mm-hmm. You had Jay-Z fighting Rita Ora. Like, that is a trend in the music industry. And I'm glad that they brought that to life. Yeah. I didn't notice until they said something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this whole season was like Donald Glover giving us a master class on the industry in black culture. Yes. We have a uh, light skinned it. This episode was hilarious. Oh, I thought that was a good one. The dynamic, really yeah, the dynamic between our family members when they get old and how they fight over you know the insurance policy and, and all that old mess like they fighting over what's not important like you fighting over who gets to keep dad no like it should be like how can we help dad together mm-hmm. type stuff right yeah yeah you know unfortunately that's not the case with Ernest's family it's a little bit more deeper But didn't you kind of feel a little remorseful for his dad just trying to get a peace of mind in that mall? I did, but he got distracted. (laughs) That happens in the mall. You find a salesperson that does their job sales and he got trapped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do feel bad because these generations of kids are so disrespectful. I'm glad Elena has brought that to light. Like, respect your elders. If they don't want to be bothered, don't force them to take a picture. Like, and create a whole spectacle of yourself. Like, ridiculous. And even in the restaurant industry, these servers, these young folks servers be rude. Mm-hmm. So, it shed a lot of light on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and not all because you light-skinned it in the family. That's the, that's the common denominator. Light-skinned folks listening. <laughs> start cracking up on the phone cat williams oh yes i'm glad we got him back yeah i'm glad i'm just yeah i'm glad they got them back i'm just mad that they didn't have baby back from the barbershop that's what i would like to have i know i know what's that what season was that was that season two yeah season two barbershop one of the top episodes of the entire 
Yes, it happened. It happened to me in in a sense back in the times when I was trying to grow locks, and I thought yeah. I was going to spend sixty dollars for this girl to go do my locks in her living room, and she had just had a baby, and she was going through depression and it, it was just a lot girl i literally oh, had to keep coming back every day for her to do my hair and it was a it, the child it was a mess i went on a whole quest with this girl <laughs> and then when i finally told her how i felt she cried i was like oh man she need a therapist more than anything <laughs> okay so we gonna get to worth ethic Woo, baby That was our character. Uh, 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 what's his name? Mr. Chocolate. That was that was the character this whole season for me. Yep. Season two has Teddy Perkins. This season we have Mr. Chocolate. Yes, and AKA Tyler Perry Jr. Oh yes. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I that was so the writers did they thing on that episode. The writers did they thing. Yeah, I know Tyler Perry got a lot of people at him when that happened when when that episode premiered <laughs> but but the most Tyler Perry drag episode show that has ever been released in the history of television was Boondocks thank you, you. and it got pulled off yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Tyler Perry didn't pull this one <laughs> he didn't have enough power then huh <laughs> Well, yeah, we're, yeah. I thought it was really creative. Yeah. I thought it was really creative on how they designed work ethic. Like, the whole time she was being recorded, and she was like, hey, your whole life is a Kirkwood chocolate film. Like, you you live it in your own demise, but you're talking about my films, but you're living in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how the writers did that. Yeah, and worth ethic was also Tyler Perry's caption when he posted his video of all the screenplays that he wrote solo without any writers. Yep. So they knew what was up. (laughs) The next one is Crank That Killer. It was Crank That Killer was my least favorite. Like it has some funny moments, but uh, I didn't like that. Me either. Me either. It had. Why did you like it? I didn't care for it. I mean, it wasn't necessary. The kiss between Darius and Ern, because I felt like they could have wrote it in so many other different ways, metaphorically, so we can understand that you know a lot of people they do sell their soul, and, and especially around the holidays, they like to stand in line to get Jordans and they like to camp out and it's like it's not even that serious this is material things that I mean you can't take that with you when you die so you know but I understand like the the whole um what's the word shock value of the of the episode that's what I was thinking I did I think it was thought-provoking like the kids will get the message through mm-hmm. like people will get repulsed by like you two niggas kissing I don't uh, I get it but at the same time, it displayed a message. It did. The lady that black men will go through for a pair of freaking shoes. And, and even Ern, even Ern was against it. He said, we're more than this. And yes. Like, man, if you don't just kiss me so I can get these shoes so we can go home. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was, it was, um, it was
mm-hmm. between a person that don't care and a person that cares. And I think they use that kissing as like the extreme. That's the most extreme. Like they could have done more than that. Like they could have asked them to have sex or something, but of course they're not gonna put that on television, especially with that. But I think the kiss was just symbolic enough. Of course, it made people uncomfortable. It didn't make me uncomfortable per se, but I felt like, man, like, I guess, type stuff. So with that, I liked how Soldier Boy appeared. I thought that was really nice of him, joining the Atlanta episode of Crank That Killer. I mm-hmm. thought that was really nice. Mm-hmm. We have Snipe Hunt. We are opened up with Sade playing, and then we are in a serene camp nature yeah. episode. Um, this was the most transparent episode between yes, the couple. It was for grown folks. It wasn't for the kids. It was for grown adults. Yes, especially when you're in a crossroads in your life where you know that you're tired of, of you know, uh, messing around and, and, and just, you just want to be settled down with the person that you're with and, and, and you have a child with. And it just showed a lot of growth on Earn opening up because you never really see him opening up. Remember the episode when they did the whole German, German festival and how he just was such a player and just had so little disregard for her feelings and he was really trying to show himself to her and i got a little uh teary-eyed watching that scene when he was you know crying to her letting her know like no i'm for real like i'm serious like i want to be with you i want to be with us as a family i want you to come with me and i can understand why she's hesitant so i mean what was your whole take on that episode like you said, April, this show showed growth in different ways. And with Earn, back then, he didn't know what to do. He was trying to find his way up. And now that he's successful, now he's now he's trying to tackle things that are important to him, which is family. He got all the money. He, he has a good job. But now he's lacking something. And he wants a family. And that's to be honest, I think that's what every black man wants is a happy family. Mm-hmm. And of course, men need women as, you know, their backup, as their security. And sometimes, because black women go through enough, we can't be everything and their security, which is why I can relate to Van because it's just like, it's a lot. You want me to do this? You want me to do this, 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 this? But what about me? What about what I want? But sometimes you have to compromise, but Van be compromising a lot. But with Ern, being transparent it was a beautiful scene a beautiful scene and I felt it really touched me because you don't see that in television you don't see a lot of black men showing their love to the person that had their kids with like I want you to be I want you to be with me you're more than just a mom fan you're my everything like that it was that was a perfect scene to watch and I hope everyone took it and ran with it because it needed to be shown that scene is really important i think that's one of the most important scenes in television and it was lottie's birthday and they tried to do the whole black happy birthday and she just was like no <laughs> she just, um, she, no i can relate to lottie <laughs> i want to go to disneyland <laughs> i want to go to those freaking camp Yeah. I really saw Lottie as a baby. 
now we see her with a personality, with a mind, and it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, just like we got her at, in Work Ethic episode. Yeah, Work Ethic, I loved it. The next one is the goof that sat by the door. This was an epic episode. Very iconic. I was Googling who this person was. He wasn't a real person, but he was inspired by a real black Disney uh, illustrator, artist. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, I love a goof that sat by the door. Really good. It felt like a real documentary. We got Tevin Campbell. I love documentaries too, which is another reason why I like that episode because I love documentaries. I like to know what happened from beginning to end, their background story, the events that happened in between, everything. Mm -hmm. And I think this episode is a mirror to to Donald Glover. Yep. Thomas and Donald, I think it's a parallel thing. Yes. Because imagine a black man pitching to Fox Network, one of the most I hate to say it, one of the most racist places, racist conglomerates ever. And you're pitching them, I want to make a a show that defies black excellence, black struggle, black, 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 black. Mm -hmm. You know a lot of people gonna say no. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. But he ended up making one of the blackest TV shows on television, just like Thomas in that episode, make one of the blackest Disney movies ever. Mm -hmm. A goofy movie. Yes. So I think it was an homage to Donald Glover and what he stood up and believed in and made sure got all different black voices, black fashion designers, black everything to be included in this epic TV series. And he did that. Yes, period. they carried and they delivered on the goof that sat by the door. I, I really feel like this was no characters no van no urn none of them was in this episode but it had a lot to do with donald glover as the artist we know now the actor the artist and all the things so we have andrew wyeth alfred's world we have that episode and he's also in nature he bought a farm how did you feel about this episode so I didn't know who Andrew Wyeth was, so that got my attention. And for those who don't know who Andrew Wyeth or Wyeth, sorry, I know I'm pronouncing it wrong, but we'll call him Andrew. Andrew is an artist that drives, that paints a lot of farm landscapes, you know, stuff like that. And there was a picture of a girl laying down on the grass, reaching out. And basically a little background about that is basically the girl had a disease and she was walking home and then the disease affected her lower body so she fell on the floor but she kept going and the andrew saw that and got inspired and painted her so if you think of that story and alfred's story you can see that he went through it he was struggling a a, a freaking tractor fell on his foot okay but in the way he still kept going and that's inspiring and that's Alfred's world he always get knocked down mm-hmm. all the time from season one to season four he always go through something but one thing about Paperboy he always gets what he needs and always succeeds and he kept going and he crawled all the way back into his house and he yep. cleaned his Just own like foot 
wrapped his own foot up. He 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 whooped the shit out of that damn uh hog. <laughs> That was funny. Which was metaphorical. Remember, we're talking off recording about, you know, that was, you know, metaphorical for the, you know, the hog and and the police and racism and trauma and all the things. Yeah, because if you think about it, the hogs, they invade his space, right? They went in and took all the weed, right? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What event do you guys remember with the police invading someone's space and tearing things up? Breonna Taylor. They take your right. weed and smoke your weed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they shit everywhere. Just like them hogs, they destroy things and they attack you at a moment's notice. They don't ask questions. They attack first and ask questions later. Right. And remember what the, the clerk, uh, the, was the guy, the, the cashier guy said to him and, you know, like, basically, you know, you on your own or or you, you you get killed, that's it. You know, that's on you type of shit. <laughs> yep. And you saw the sign, we don't call the police. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was talking about right there. Yeah, so, you know, I really feel like, you know, for rappers, right now you have, you know, Draca Gates. She got her own farm in Mississippi. You got, um, you got like a lot of people that are starting to tap into, you know, black farming and, just trying to produce their own um nature heaven to go to just some more tranquility in their life because you can only smoke weed for so much you can only drink and pop pills for so much you can only do all the 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 sex positions you want and (laughs) you get what i'm saying you got you got to be able to tap into nature tap into the to the farm and and i think that was an excellent um episode for him you know because there was not one time this whole season that they went to the club. You noticed that? Yep. Their environment's changed. Their mindset has changed. And I feel like we graduated. Mm-hmm. We graduated with these characters. Yeah. Well, you got any more for uh, that episode, Akira? No, I thought it was a beautiful written episode. And another thing, also showed that black men they will they will rather struggle and not tell you mm. than telling people how they feel which is sad like they like remember at the end he was you know Eric called him about the lawyer stuff and he asked how you doing man I'm chilling knowing dang home well you have a broken foot you had a concussion you know what I'm saying <laughs> you know, have a lot going on but that's just the sad reality of, of black men here in America, mm-hmm. or in general. Mm-hmm. They do not share their struggles and their, you know, and the stuff they go through. They'd rather be in silence. Yeah. And that's something that's really scary. That's horrific. Mm-hmm. And I hope that black men will talk for it and allow us to help them. There you go. There you go. Akira, you said that very, very beautifully. We have our finale. Was it all a dream, baby? Was it all a dream, Kara? Was it all a dream? Girl, <laughs> I love all the theories. People are thinking that he was in a coma. He is dead. It's just all the different theories that I'm seeing. The one theory that stood out to me was that someone had pointed out how 
there's a, a a show back in the 80s called saint elsewhere and it was a hospital with doctors and nurses and things like that and denzel washington was one of the main characters this was like one of his you know beginning uh acting career jobs in in the, in the industry and basically the finale ended with an autistic boy and it was all a dream um we always think that Darius is very aloof. He he was kind of like there, but not really there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And because when do we place in different scenes? And that's another thing you, we need to pay attention to. Yeah. He's just randomly placed, just like a dream. You're randomly placed at different places. The only thing that kind of breaks my heart because we don't know if Darius have anything going for himself because we see no. that Paperboy got his own farm. That's his haven. We see that Ern is getting ready to move to Los Angeles with Vanessa if they can come to terms. I'm, I'm pretty sure they look like they were lovey-dovey on this episode, you know, and things. Yeah. Uh, but Darius, man, like, I mean... He was grieving. He was grieving, you know, his brother. I mean, that scene with him walking in and his brother was like basically saying he can't get any sicker. I'm assuming that his brother might have had cancer. What is your take? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there was a death. Like, there's a lot of death in Darius's family, which is, I think, why he's so quirky. You know what I'm saying? And why he is the way he is, because death can affect people in different ways. But I think he hasn't really coped with it, like for real, for real. Yeah, and so that's why he would do the sensory deprivation tank to escape. So you, so now when we think about season three, how strange and bizarre it was. Imagine him on psychedelics and in the sleep deprivation tank out there in. Amsterdam so that would gave us a lot of dream sequences for last season and the Teddy Perkins episode and all the other weird I I believe there was a lot of 50-50 there was certain stuff that did happen and certain stuff that didn't happen because he said he couldn't determine whether or not what was real and what was fake and Ern was like no you're not in the tank this is we're really here you know that kind of stuff he was like no uh uh-uh yeah, but we gotta ask the ultimate question, April. Was Judge Judy thick? Yes or no? The way he smiled, I have no clue. I think that was up for all of us to determine in our own imagination. <laughs> I have <Right>. no idea. <laughs> so Van Ern and Paperboy are his replacements of his family that you know that he no longer have anymore, is what I'm guessing. And then someone broke yeah. my heart and said that what if this is none of it is real? He he made those people up. I saw. Oh, don't tell me that. Oh, Darius and Ern is just fragments of his imagination. <laughs> so this was a Daryl, Lord, no. I'm like that would just hurt me if that was really true, but I don't think so. I think it was fifty fifty. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that theory. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. So, also, the restaurant situation had me rolling. I was hollering so loud at the screen, girl. Like, the restaurant. That was the truth. Mm. 
He was scrubbing the ground. Wasn't he scrubbing the ground on TikTok for that for that sandwich? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's always those little TikTok moments that they have on the show, too. Exactly. Well, we're running out of time, you guys. We're at the 28 mark. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Akira, thank you so much for your time and and all of your, you know, collaborations you've done with me for Atlanta FX. You guys follow Akira. Tell them your information, Akira. I'm going to have everything in the description section. Well, I have, I'm only going to sh- uh, share my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Akira Kane, and it is spelled E-K-I-R-A-K-I-N-E. Once again, it's E-K-I-R-A-K-I-N-E. Well, everything will be in the description section, you guys. We're at Awaken Soul Vibes on Instagram. Follow us there. Well, bittersweet. Maybe we can do a review on something else next year, honey. I don't know, but you know, I'm glad that we graduated. It's not going to be the same. I'm I'm sorry. It takes a lot for me to watch a TV series and like Insecure, Atlanta, P Valley, all of that. I don't think any other shows can top those. We can do P Valley when it comes back in two years. <laughs> in, t- in two years. <laughs> All right, you guys. Y'all have a wonderful uh, holiday coming up, and we'll be back with another episode with Ashley. Thank you so much, Akira. I will be sending your candle off to you, your Atlanta themed candle. Thank y'all. Peace. <laughs>